Today on the Evangelist Podcast, we're discussing faith as a force for good. The Evangelist Podcast from Revival. Find out what's new in telling people the good news about God, the world, and you with Andy Brinkley and Glenn Scrivener. Ah, the studio audience love that bit, don't they? Hello, <laughs> oh, welcome everybody in the studio <laughs> to. Uh... <laughs> To Andy's head. Welcome to Andy's head, everyone. (laughs) Or are they all there all the time, Andy? (laughs) Jostling for position and (laughs) laughing at your jokes. Uh, Is it all real? (laughs) I'm real, Andy. I'm real. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to our therapy session, our weekly therapy (laughs) session called the Evangelist Podcast. (laughs) I try to speak sense to Andy. (laughs) Therapy for us or... uh... Yes, well, it's, not, it's certainly not for the listeners, no. Yeah. So, faith is a force for good. Yes. What are we going to talk about? How is faith a force for good? We are going to talk about the Cinnamon Faith Action Audit, which is out this week, talking about uh, the £3 billion of uh, help that uh, faith communities offer to the UK every year, mm-hmm. and that's probably a, quite a conservative estimate. And so they've, they've sort of crunched some numbers. We've done some uh, surveying of the whole country, and uh, they've come up with uh, a little uh, report uh, that talks about uh, faith communities and how much of a, of a good impact they have on society. So we're going to okay. think about that report itself and, and think uh, about the meaning of it. How it relates to evangelism, etc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were also um, speaking of publications. Speaking of publications, we have a brand new Ooh. Speak Life Daily. Ooh, it's shiny. You'll like it. Yeah, magazine. It's our updated international daily prayer bulletin. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is—I mean, you've you've never seen anything like it. No, it's just one of its kind, and yes. you need to um, to send off for a copy, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> That's your best effort at explaining it. You've never seen anything like it, so it's not even worth me telling you. (laughs) Well, it's a quarterly magazine uh, that gives you daily entries, and the entries are sort of uh, categorized in three different ways. You've got uh, good news stories about how the gospel is breaking forth and bearing fruit all over the world. Mm. Uh, there's also some uh, daily uh, devotional thoughts from the mm. Bible. Uh, and then there's also ways that you can pray for us here mm. as a charity and uh, the evangelistic work that we do here. Yeah. So, I mean, it, but basically the bulletin that we produced, have been producing for years, was, was just 30 mm. days mm. over two months. Yes. And we've expanded it so that now it covers, um, it's a quarterly, but it covers 90 92 even. Two. Yes. Days. Because both July and August have yeah. 31 days. Yeah. Um, so I uh, really encourage everyone to, to sign, off, sign up for it. How much would you expect to pay for such uh, a glossy document? Andy? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> £100. £100 English pounds. Um, it's, it's probably, you know, you know, a couple of quid. Yeah. Yeah. Magazine. Yeah. And yet, and yet, offered to you for the low, low price of gratis. Free. Yes. So, yeah, so sign up. Do sign up for it. And it would be a great way of you getting to pray for our ministry here as well yeah. as be inspired about what God's doing around the world. Yeah. And find out what Glenn's doing because mm, nobody else what... knows. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> including you. <laughs> yeah, true. I've got to look in it to figure out what my Find diary is. Find out your diary. Yeah. Good. Okay, well... Uh, How are they going to f- send off for this? They're going to go to the uh, web address okay. of this episode, oh. which is speaklife.org.uk slash TEP 96. 96? <laughs> no way. <laughs> awesome. So, awesome. Um, yeah, I'll, we'll give all the links at the end as well. And you said speaklife.org.uk. That's a new kind of website. Yes. yes. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically we're, we're sort of moving from uh, revivalmedia.org to speaklife.org.uk. Mm-hmm. And uh, just generally the whole branding of the organisation is going to move to Speak Life. Mm-hmm. Um, still officially the Arab of Revival Evangelistic Association. Yes. Which still has a ring of authority to it. But uh, uh, it has a a, a brand and a face yes. which people will recognise perhaps a bit more easily. Yeah. So go to speaklife.org.uk slash TEP96. You got it. Hey. <laughs> so, Glenn, last night you went to the Cinnamon Faith Action Audit launch. presentation. Presentation, launch, yes. yes. And I was as close as you are to me to Justin Welby. Really? The very Archbishop of Canterbury. The ABC. The ABC, who I called the JW on Twitter and got into a lot of trouble. Um, When he first became Archbishop (laughs) of Canterbury, I said, is anyone worried that the new Archbishop of Canterbury is a JW? (laughs) And I got loads of people saying, you can't say that. What's your evidence? Where's your proof? You can't make accusations. I was like, no, I just mean the... Oh, never mind. Justin Welby. Justin Welby, JW. Anyway. So, um, yeah, I was was very close to JW, but I I didn't say hello. Um, maybe another time. And he didn't say hello to me, so, you know, uh, I feel a little snubbed. Um, he, he, he was just a bit too overawed. <laughs> <He was> overawed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, uh, yeah, he gave a, a great little opening address to this launch of the Faith Action Audit. And and he sort of said in his, uh, in his launch... Um, that a few years ago they did some polling of um, 18 to 24-year-olds and they asked 18 to 24-year-olds, do you think religion is uh, a cause of more good than evil or neutral or more evil than good? And among 18 to 24-year-olds, uh, 41% said that religion is uh, more a cause of evil than it is of good and only 14% saw, uh, thought that it was a cause for good more than it was of evil. Mm. Um, and he said, you know, that's the perception problem. Here's what the faith action audit does. It, um, you know, surveys all these different uh, faith communities and says, well, no, actually, here is all that we're doing for mm. society. Um, and here's the empirical evidence for the claim that actually faith is good for the world. Mm. Um, so he gave that sort of opening address. And, and then we were sort of presented with some of the, uh, of the figures. And, um, yeah, and it makes for very interesting reading. Yeah, I mean, it says... In the result, the executive summary in their booklet Mm. says uh, 16,068 total number of projects, 139,600 total number of volunteers. I mean, that's an awful lot, isn't it? And that's only of the the 2,000-odd faith groups that actually responded. Right. So, yeah, you extrapolate that out to the whole nation. Mm. And and you've got something like 220,000 social action projects every year in the community. If the church wasn't doing this and it was just down to the, the local government to organise and budget and everything, yep. it would be 
Almost impossible. It would cost billions and billions and billions. I mean, it, it says here, from the just over 2,000 number of people that responded, mm. the total financial value that those 2,000 groups bring to the economy is 234 million. Mm. Now, I mean, if everybody did respond, who, yes. who was involved in some kind of project, yeah. you know, if they sort of work that out and extrapolate it up yeah it could be as much as three billion a year yeah and that's just value of of work in the economy yeah and that's just in terms of if you were to remunerate all the volunteers and just take into account all the staff that are being paid so that's just in terms of the people Mm. so i think yeah i think those projects are are worth um a lot more than three billion Mm. and yet you know so which is is not not nothing, is it? Um, and you know, when you think two hundred and twenty thousand social action projects in the in the country, these, these are things like um, food banks, yeah. um, which obviously you know in the news a lot around uh, election time, um, which is interesting because you know over election time, you know politicians were asked, "Isn't it dreadful that uh, food banks are in existence?" And and in one sense, every every food bank you know says, "No, we." We want to do ourselves out of a job. We wish that we didn't have to um, provide this service. We wish that people had enough to eat, but mm. they don't. But why do we think that it's it's the government that ought to solve all those problems? And when the church steps up to the plate, there's something wrong about that. Yeah. Actually, I think we, if we've got Bible goggles on and we look at the world, we actually think, well, of course the church steps up to that. Yeah. Of, ch- of course they do. And yes, the government should do what you know what they ought to do. But it's um. It's a wonderful thing when the people of Jesus step up and act like Jesus. And, mm. and so, yeah, these social action, action projects are like food banks. They are like um, street pastors. They're like cap money courses. They are like mums and toddler groups. They are um, all sorts of activities. Mm. Uh, this is not churches running, um, you know, PCC meetings, parish council meetings, and and choir practice. This mm. is stuff that is for the community, for the poor, for the marginalized. Mm. Um, and, you know, the estimates are that um, there are almost 48 million beneficiaries every year from this happening. Um, now, some people will count more than once in that figure, in that 40, 48 million figure. But that's a lot of help mm. being given. Yeah. Um, so... And and you at that point you just want to say to all the respondents to that survey back in 2011, you know, do you think the church is a or, or religion is a cause for evil or for good? Mm. If 41 percent of them say no, it's 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 a cause for evil. You just want to say, well, have you have you seen the statistics? Have you yeah. seen the figures? Because um, I think it, it's it's a powerful witness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how does that relate particularly to to? Well, let's take Eastbourne. Yeah, the, the local thing. Yeah, because um, there was an, an audit, wasn't there, in in two thousand and nine? We did we did one that was um, quite a lot more thorough. We had a bit more time to do it, and um, we managed to get uh, a lot more responses from people in two thousand and nine, and and um, discovered that just here in Eastbourne, Eastbourne's less than hundred thousand people. Mm. Um, there's about seventy congregations, um, averaging about one hundred twenty five people in each. Um, so, you know, a, a, a town here on the south coast of England, little old Eastbourne, and yet um, every week we run 372 midweek activities that are for the community. And again, this is not choir practice. This is not, you know, elders meetings. This this is for the community. 
um, which involved 2,200 uh, 2, volunteer hours every week. Um, and that's just that's just from the churches. In addition to that, just in little old Eastbourne, back in 2009, we had 26 specialist agencies serving the poor in Eastbourne. Now we've got over 40, mm. which is interesting. Um, so this is like this is just a, a little seaside town on the south coast of England, and and 372 midweek activities every week for the community. And again, mm. if the council tried to do it, they they bankrupt themselves. Mm. And I'm I'm bringing out these kinds of statistics quite a bit in evangelism because the question comes up quite regularly. Yeah. You know, isn't isn't religion just a cause for for evil and war and all that yeah. kind of stuff? And people are just blind to the fact that that charity is an overwhelmingly Christian thing. I mean, just the very idea of charity just comes straight out of the Bible. Mm. That that overflowing with good deeds towards your neighbor just doesn't really happen in any other religion, mm. for instance. Um, certainly, you know, you, you are called um, within the five pillars of Islam um, to give money and to give alms to the poor. That certainly happens. But interestingly, it's, it's part of the five pillars and part of your vertical, vertical relationship with Allah is to tick off that box Whereas in the New Testament, it's such a, a different thing, isn't it? It's, um, you know, the Lord Jesus, though he was rich, yet he became poor for mm. your sake, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Mm. And the Apostle Paul says that in 2 Corinthians 8, in order to inspire this overflow out to the world, we've, we've got a God who has just been charitable to us. Mm. Um, he hasn't given us what we deserve. We are the undeserving poor. And Jesus has spent himself for we, the undeserving poor. And now, so we've got a very different view of the world. We we don't think that we've been rewarded by God for goodness and, and paid a wage. If we thought that, then we wouldn't really have much of a place for charity in our mm. hearts, would we? If God has just paid us a wage, then obviously the way that we should handle other people is that we can pay them a wage if they're worth it, if they mm. work. But why should we? Why should we lavish poor people with money that they don't deserve? Um, charity is a, a very Christian idea. Yeah. Philanthropy is an incredibly Christian idea, mm. and, and so when you see this kind of stuff happening, you you are seeing one of the fruits of the gospel, and, yeah. and I think it's important to point to it. Well, I mean, it's, doesn't it say in Corinthians one of one the translation? Yeah. says faith, hope, and charity yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of love. And it well, says the greatest of, of these is charity. charity. Yeah, yeah. So you 1 know, Corinthians 13, yeah. Is it the King James that does? Yeah. yeah, it maintains it as charity, which some people didn't like because it, it turned love into perhaps a more um, uh, a religious notion yeah. or, or more sort of institutionalized notion of charity. But, but yeah, but I, but I think... But it, the fact that it's actually come through, you know, yeah. to translate, as, yeah. you know, when you think of charity, you think, oh, this is this is an organization of love. <laughs> you yes. <know>? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than a charitable organization. <laughs> yeah. And the proliferation of charities and, and that kind yeah. of thing, it's, it's a deeply Christian thing. And, you know, I think the culture needs to be reminded of that. And I think the Faith Action Audit does that. Yeah. I have to be honest and say mm. that. When I'm presented with loads of figures, yeah. 
gets a bit blurred and a bit, you know, yeah. or some some really obscure facts that you can't really quite get your head around, and, mm. and all the facts merge into it. Um, the idea that perhaps this is just we're kind of boasting. Huh, this is this is all that we're doing. Yeah, you know. I yeah. mean, how how do you sort of feel about that? Yeah. No, I, I and and it could be, and it could come across in that way, and especially if it's allied to a kind of power grab. You know, mm. here, here we are, the Christian community. We are, we are worth this amount to the economy. We want to get paid. You know, <laughs> we are worth this amount to the economy. Therefore, we we want some kind of compensation in power. Or mm. if that is the intention behind that, I don't think it is at mm. all. But if that if that is the way that any of us kind of use these figures, then I think that would be inappropriate. You know, it's it's hard to know what you know. King David when he counted his armies, yeah, and that was a great sin. It's hard to quite figure out what the precise sin going on there. Yeah, but we might be in that kind of territory, mightn't we? Yeah, if if what we're doing is trying to establish our power, not by pointing to our King Jesus, mm. but by pointing to our own deeds and our own influence in society mm. and that and that kind of thing. Um, and certainly, you know, in 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, Paul is very keen not to boast in the way that the, that the world boasts. In fact, mm. both, both letters to the Corinthians are massively a rejection of the kind of boasting culture that the Corinthians were into. And we, mm. we certainly want to do that. Um, you know, God forbid that we boast in anything but the, the cross of Christ. So if, if it's anything to do with a boast for the church, then I think that's inappropriate. But didn't Jesus say in John 13, verse 30, 34 and 35, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another? Mm. By this people know. There is a demonstration. Love demonstrates something. Yeah. Um, and it demonstrates who Jesus is. Mm. So is there a self-effacing way of, of saying, yes, this is a place where there is love, not so much to big ourselves up, but to but to say to the world, and this love is for you if you mm. if you want it. Yeah, I mean there is that whole aspect of we're using up resources that mm. you know for this charitable work, which could be used for mm. you know preaching, and uh, mm. you know we could get more preachers and we could mm. do more um, things. So how does this kind of mm. relate to evangelism? How can we mm. think about these? As evangelists, massive question. And I think it's it's so massive. I think we should probably do a series on it, <laughs> or else we could be here all day. So yeah, I, th- I think I think we'll try and answer that question over over a few different episodes. How how does social action and evangelism interact with one another? How yeah. do we how do we consider the two? Um, because it is it is true that I, I don't think we would have assembled the same buzz the same numbers the same dignitaries as we did last night if it was let's evangelize the uk again unfortunately i i, I don't think i it was it was a, a, a wonderful evening and there was a lot of goodwill and a lot of enthusiasm um but i haven't seen that same level of enthusiasm for uh, on a proclamation footing Let's reach. Let's reach the nation, and and it's just, it's true financially as well that you know giving to charities. I won't name names, but the, you know there are charities that people give to 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 the tune of millions and millions and millions of pounds. Um, 
every year. And, and there, are, there are several social action charities in this country that themselves receive far more than every evangelistic charity in the country combined <laughs> receive. And that's interesting. So there's, there's all sorts of questions to be raised about, yes, the fruit of the gospel is lives transformed. And sometimes you can point to that fruit and say, well, that's interesting. Do you want to check out the root that produces such fruit? And you can say to people, you know, it's, it's this gospel of Jesus that actually produces this transformed life. And to that degree, that's, that's wonderful and brilliant. But what's interesting is that it can be far easier to look to the fruits and to lose the root. Yeah. It's far easier to go to Africa and take photographs of need and come back and raise money than it is to go to Tunbridge Wells or Seven Oaks and take pictures of spiritual need. Because, to be honest, the pictures of spiritual need in Seven Oaks look pretty darn nice. You know, yeah. like, there, are, there are mansions there. There are people who are still without hope and without God in the world mm. who need the gospel more desperately than the African child needs the well to be dug. And yet, what is it that motivates us? And quite rightly, seeing a picture of need, of physical need, does motivate us. But how much more should the eyes of our heart and, and the eyes of faith see spiritual need and see a great need for evangelism mm. and, and to go out? And certainly no one, no one to do with the Cinnamon Faith Action Audit is trying to get rid of evangelism or, any, or, or downplay any of that. But it is... It is worth stepping back and, th and thinking, where are our priorities and how do we coordinate the gospel itself, which is Christ given for sinners, raised again for our justification? How do we coordinate that proclaimed message with the fruit of that proclaimed message, which is love of the poor and overflowing charity to, to, the, to the nation and, and all of that kind of stuff. How do we coordinate those two things? It's a big question, and I don't, I don't think the answer... I think we need to be clear about the answer because I think a lot of people can speak in muddy ways that end up losing the gospel. So we've got to kind of be clear mm. in what we're not doing social action instead of the gospel. No. And we're not doing the gospel despite social action yes but we're working them together in some way yeah and but and then the question becomes in what way and i think the way is to keep the analogy going root and fruits yeah. the the way is it is the gospel itself that transforms people and transforms communities and then enables those communities to overflow in love and charity for the nation and transform societies in that way. Mm. Um, but I, I, I think the mission of the church is proclaiming Christ. Yeah. Well, maybe this is something we can uh, go into a bit yeah. more next time. And, uh, Absolutely. We'll look a little uh, deeper, perhaps, at the more spiritual yeah. side of yeah. dovetailing. The, the dovetail. How, do, how does the dovetail together? And, and you know, it's like two wings of a dove, as John Stott would say. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have a look at kind of the history of how evangelicalism and activism have always gone together, yep. but then the history of, of how evangelism actually 
overflows into generosity and and goodness and 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 how that might be the the the, the most fruitful way of of uh, thinking about the 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 interaction okay well we'll leave it there then for this week if you'd like to make a comment about the show you can go to speaklife.org.uk/tep96 on there we'll also have the links to get this brand new Speak Life Daily, 44-page booklet. It's a DL size, um, fits easily inside a Bible, mm-hmm. and it gives you information, background information on the work here at Revival, as well as what God is doing around the world. So do pick up a copy of that. Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> See you next time. See you later.